Welcome to Ticket to Gamehenge, the podcast that discusses the science behind how to get your friends and family to love our favorite band, Fish, as well as other fish-related topics from the community. You can grab a free chapter of the book at TicketToGameHenge.com. My name is Adam, and joining me as always is my good buddy, Dr. K. All right, and here we are, a very, what I would call, bittersweet day on Ticket to Gamehenge. Uh, a sweet in the sense that it's episode number 50. We've been at this over a year. Um, although those of you that know there are 52 weeks in a year, you'll know we took some some weeks off. 50 episodes. Congratulations, sir. Uh, awesome. On with it. Uh, also sweet because it's uh, night, night one of two in Hershey. We have a live show coming our way tonight. But the bitter part, we were supposed to be there. We had tickets and uh, we're not, but uh, we'll settle for, I guess, next best thing, couch tour. Uh, lots to watch, man. How's that all going? <laughs> I got a text. So for those who, uh, who, those who might be new, uh, my wife and I had tickets to go to the Gorge. And I get it because you're talking about bittersweet and I get a message and the message was like, if they play Reba at the Gorge, I'm going to fucking lose it was the text <laughs> message from my wife. <laughs> I'm like, lose it in a bad way or a good way. She's like, I'm going to be pissed because we would be hearing Reba. And instead, we're watching it on a computer. Yeah. Um, but okay, so I got bittersweet news for you too, because you asked me how it's going. So the sweet part is fish is on tour. Um, you know, despite the, I think, absolutely ridiculous criticisms that, uh, that I've read about them, I think they've been the best they've been in a really, really long time. Um, uh, but the, the bitter part is there's so much content to stay caught up with that it's a challenge to really appreciate what's happening and you know like actually experiencing versus like you have that emotion of like oh shit there's more i gotta just keep going yeah yeah i agree with you it's it's um it's almost like a daunting task you know because we want to we want to absorb it as much as possible but you don't want to fall too far behind we have this podcast to think about and the content that we want to stay relevant with um so i think you know we touched on it maybe a couple of weeks ago I'm looking forward to a, a bit of a small break right after this weekend. We've got basically five shows left until a mini break uh, between Atlantic city on Sunday night, be the last show before the gorge 12 days later. So that 12 days in between, I'm looking forward to, to kind of go back. We listen again, um, take a little bit more time and not feel like I'm pressed against it to get before the next show. Um, it's too bad. We won't be able to go back and rewatch you know, it's kind of a bummer. You only get about, they said about 48 hours of replay, but it seems to be closer to three days. You tend yeah, to they've get, been generous. They've been generous. Yeah. With that. And, um, and I would say for me, for, for me, and I know we'll get into it. Sure. But um, the visuals and being able to watch it every night has added so much more for, 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 for me. I mean, they are such, they obviously sound great, but there's, there's such a visual component to their live shows. Um, that I've really, really been enjoying. So yeah, five more to go, but I am looking for a bit of a, a bit of a resting period and a gestation period to go back and sync some of those songs. And I've gone back on a few different tracks to listen to them a couple more times, but it will be good. We'll be good. So awesome. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say it, you know, um, it's kind of like, uh, we might as well just blow the door open here, but uh, night one um, of uh, Deer Creek, Friday, yeah. 
which included the, if I'm correct in my timeline, the set, the second set included both Blazon and Simple. Was that the night? I believe so. Yep. I, yeah. I know everyone's, I know everyone's been losing their mind over Simple, which I mean, I totally understand. I preferred Blazon. I, I agree with you there. 100%. I, I preferred Blazon. I thought Blazon, don't get me wrong. Like, this is like arguing like the cream of the crop. We're like, we're, we're arguing about like one and two here. I preferred Blazon much better. Yeah. Like that's, um, that's a set. Is that the set of the tour so far? Gotta be, right? I like, still, I'm going to have to go back. Uh, I think the one that really blew me away first, and I don't, I don't know if it's the law of recency, right? Where, or, uh, but I, I don't know. It's got to be that one, or it's got to be the one with Karini for the sec after, uh, for the second song in the second set. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to look at it here, you got a six-song set there, a great opener with ACDC Bag, second time in the tour. We got our first repeat. That was called out. Our first repeat of the tour was? Um, I just, I sent it to you. It was free, yeah. right? You got it, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, a little quick bit of trivia. There's only, there's two songs now that have been played three times. Yeah, uh, I got one because they just played it last night. It was uh, um, More. I thought that was the second time for more, wasn't it? I thought I thought more was played three times. I'm gonna verify that. Yeah, please do, because I could be wrong. This is I. Okay. I uh, I struggle with this stuff three times, eh? Um, we could pop. No, not if, if you count the T's. Yeah, but no, no more more is twice. Okay. Uh, Alpharetta on the yeah. first, May two, and then uh, just the other night. Slave. No. Starts with a G. One word. Uh, ghost, yeah. And bathtub gin. Oh, yeah, yeah. What did you think of uh, Ghost from the other night? That different take on Ghost. I, at first, it kind of... Oh, the story of Sally? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know what? It was fun. It was different. Again, I put myself in the shoes of somebody who was there. It's a surprise. It's completely out of left field and unexpected. Great. Yeah, so I, 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 you know, like musically, musically when they do stuff like that, it's, uh, it's not the best musically, but like, I think it's great. In terms of, so from a view, from a musician's perspective, I would think somebody's got to get that phone, eh? I, <laughs> I see, I see the look in your face. Crap, I'm missing out on business. It's me. <laughs> um, somebody better get that. It might be the phone. Um, now, okay, so I know tasks that are familiar to me. There's a, a thing called muscle memory. You just automatically do them. So when yeah. you're familiar with playing a song, is it a lot? Is it a lot more automatic? Like I'm assuming, right? If it's a song you've played 100, 200, 300, 400, how many, whatever times, your brain just automatically will go through that. So is there something to be said for musicianship when they can play a song that's so familiar to them in a different way, like Ghost? I mean, it had a different groove. You can see, like everything was different about it. Yeah. Like, does that make you appreciate them as musicians or is it just, why not just play the regular versions, bud? Like, I, like, I don't get it. I like that. It's a matter of taste, right? So as a musician, I mean, it's harder to play something different because you're right. You remember it a certain way, right? And like, let's be clear, like you get these guys who know these things so well that are on stage absolutely smashed mm -hmm. that can make their way through songs they played 3,000 times because it's stuck in their brain and they can just do it. Right. But depending on what kind of person you are, 
I would, I, I would prefer, and this is one of the reasons I think I like fish, is I would prefer to play it differently. It keeps you excited. It's fun for you to try to do something different, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 that's why I, I like it. I like when, you know, there's a lot of pressure, man. It's, it's, it's night three, you know, there's the never miss a, never miss a Sunday night show and then never miss a Sunday night at Deer Creek. So they're walking into like, a lot of pressure in the community and what do they do they do what fish does they do whatever the hell they want to do yeah and now you could be disappointed because i'm sure there's lots of people that like expected you know a 55 minute tweezer you know like a three song second set but they did what they always do man which is awesome and that's why i sent you that 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 clip from fishman about like the sound effects yeah um he's like fuck it fuck you like i'll do what i want I will say I'm going to um, I'm going to play it for you if I can. Um, so last week when we were talking about Fishman and all of that fun stuff, um, my feedback, if you want to call it that, was he's got to dial it back a little bit. He's got to pick his moments to really have the right impact. Right. And I was listening to this and it got me like I started, I started dying. So this is, so this is the sandwich in between Blazon and Simple. <laughs> right there. I mean, like, like I, I remember I was in the car. I remember exactly where I was. I was turning left at a light and I'm literally in the middle of hitting the apex of the turn when that happened. And I bust out laughing. If anybody had been watching me, they would have been like, what's wrong with that guy? Um, yeah, I thought uh, he he really dialed it back after after we recorded last week, right? He, he hammered that out the first four or five shows. And since then, he's been a lot more strategic. But I get that. I'm a big spike guy. You know, you, you, you tell me to do something. I won't do it. You tell me not to do it. I'll do it. I, uh, but the, the part that's interesting too, is, I mean, I think he says one thing, right. But really everything's always done to get the, the most out of the music, like mm-hmm. making ridiculous sound effects all the time. You take away from the music. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Like it was taking away from the music. It was fun and we had a good laugh, but like, all right, man, it's time to it's time to get back to playing like some awesome, some awesome stuff. Yeah. Speaking speaking of music and awesome stuff, what what's your take on the two new songs? Um obviously we 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 have some new fish debuts in the sense that we've had a few of Trey's um Lonely Trip songs played by the band, which has been yeah. fun to see. Uh, but there's also two new what seem to be fish songs officially. Um Mal- I there were three. Really? Didn't open with one? No. Are you sure? Hold on. What are you thinking about? When you go to Fishnet and you you can sort by uh, date played. Yeah. There's only there's only four songs in there from this from this tour. Sorry, five rather. I never needed you like this before. Mall and Casual Enlightenment, which are credited as fish songs. What about the one they opened with? Was that a? I never heard that one before. Mister Completely. No. That's a trade. That's a tab song. Yeah. What song are you thinking of? Hold on. I'm trying to find the. I'm trying to find the shows on here. An opener that you didn't know. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Hold on. 
Um, crowd control. So I'm clicking through my phone. This is good listening. Hey, listen to me click through my phone, guys. <laughs> you know, like Jesus. Jesus, Murphy. Evolve. Evolve? Yeah. Lonely trip. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. I identified that myself. But hey, it's, yeah. There's, uh, I looked up what I thought was current tour stats, and they weren't. Um, okay. Uh, at first, and the, so I think it's a show or two old, but even a show ago in, uh, let's say it's a show old, in eight in eight nights, they played 114 unique songs. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, I recognized, uh, it was funny, I guess, uh, I guess I really didn't, I guess I didn't listen, I mean, I, I don't feel bad for it, but I don't, I guess I didn't listen to that material enough, because I caught the other two tab songs, right? Yeah. Um, which were sounding great, by the way. Mm -hmm. and uh i don't know i've given them i've given i didn't give the enlightenment one another listen but i've given mall uh, a couple listens ah, i don't know Meh. yeah i think they're both mike songs i mean uh, uh they, they like mics they sound like mike songs they have they, to be mike songs. like singing on them and um but and i like mike stuff mike stuff typically grows on me you know it, it mike stuff doesn't typically grab me right out of the gate it's it's four or five listens in and I'm like, okay, I can really see that. Um, I do find that with a lot of his stuff. So uh, either way, uh, as predicted by Dr. K, definitely new music. You think there's more to come? I mean, there's only five. Yeah, you think, you think we get another new show in the next few days? I, I don't know if, if it's coming in the next few days. I actually bet that they're probably writing more material right now than they, you know, in yeah. like soundcheck and, and uh and on the bus and stuff, I bet you they're they're probably. I bet you this is where most of the new material comes. You're talking like they share a bus. <laughs> no way, man. Those guys each have their own luxury. That's what I mean. They're they are on their own oh. on the bus writing, recording. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. with technology, I guess it would be really fascinating for them to see how different that process is with technology being what it is now if how much they're recording on their phones just to get an idea like a lot of artists they just use the memo app or whatever they speak into it how those how those ideas are cultivated if they're using technology in their buses and their laptops i wonder i don't i don't know because the rest of the guys don't talk about their process at all but i know that trey seems like he just wakes up and that's like the first thing that he does. Like he picks up his guitar and he grabs a cup of coffee and he just empties his mind. And, and so he's writing music all the time. It's what Jerry Seinfeld does. Still gets up and writes every day. Even if he gets, he, he, he maintains, he'll write for 30 to 45 minutes minimum every day. Um, and most of it's garbly gook and crap. But if he's able to pull 20 seconds of material out of that, it's completely worth it. Right. So, uh, yeah, I imagine. Again, I know we've chatted about this before, but, you know, you talk about like creativity. So, you know, you okay. So let's say was Trey 60. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's say he's been writing a song a day since he was, sounds like he's been writing for like at least 50 years since he was like 10. Mm. So what is that? Like 300,000 songs. Uh, I'll get and, and remind me what the percentage of, of, of songs that they've, they've played that Trey has written, like 300, 400? So, yeah, if you did a song a day for 50 years, 18,250 songs, not right. counting leap years. So you're actually a little bit more than that. Right. And they play like, you know, three, 400 songs. So, you know, think about that as a percentage. 
Mm-hmm. So like, hey, we're frustrated at ourselves that you can't write a song when you've never written one and you don't want to try. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried nothing and I'm all out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Uh, so yeah. speaking of comedy this is the best okay let me read you this i like i did a i did a i i choked on my coffee okay everybody hates a laughing everybody hates a critic nobody understands this is on reddit and the poster is uh unsolicited opinion this is brilliant no one understands us criticers plain and simple we try to get constructive criticism and get shot down I remember when I took my wife to her first show in 2017 on the car ride home, I was playing 4398 and she had the nerve to say the show for that random 2017 show was better. Are you fucking kidding me? I called her a dumb bitch and show that showed her. <laughs> she may have gotten, she may have gotten the kids in the divorce, but I got the last word there. <laughs> The passion. Obviously, he's kidding, but yeah. it's just hilarious. I was like, oh my God, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect it to turn like that. <laughs> How dare you? How I dare called you. her a dumb bitch and that showed her. Yeah, you can't say anything negative about Island Tour. That's, uh, that's, oh cool. man, blasphemous. Um, you know, it's funny you bring that up. I, uh, in a bit of a different vein, I did um, earmark a post, and it's something that you and I have talked about. Oh, interesting. I don't know if you saw this one. The post is called, uh, let me bring it up here. Got to get better whiffy where I'm sitting here. Um, you probably saw this. It's a day old, a couple days old now. And it says, comparison is the thief of joy. Have you seen Ah, that? yes. I like that. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'll read it. I was listening to the David Bowie from last night on the way to work this morning. So this must have been Monday morning. I wanted to listen to it after I read comments on here last night about it. Some positive, but as many negative about how Trey flubbed part of it, which he did, but whatever. I actually enjoyed this version and got me to thinking about the constant criticism that fans give the band new songs they're playing and singing every tour. The thing that I love about music is that it is subjective to the listener. Some words, phrases, melodies, notes, all, all hit each of us differently. Music is the greatest art form to me because it speaks deeper to the soul. And to see a fan mention last night that they loved that version of Bowie when people started critiquing and sending their favorite versions that will make them appear that they are more of a fan. If someone loves a version of that song, then let them love it. It's music. It's art. It's fantastic. To paraphrase Trey, after I play a note live, it's yours to enjoy. So enjoy it. And Fish, even at this point in their career, are some of the most talented musicians and composers on the planet try to enjoy the music they are making as they could stop touring again. They won't be writing another Yam or David Bowie because they are in a different stage in their career and that's okay. They seem to be having fun and in good health. Let's find joy in that and the fact that they are still touring. If they play Evolve or Fluffhead, rock out even if they hit a wrong note or two. And remember, comparison is the thief of joy, signed a fan. I really, really like that post. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, it reminds me of a thing that Megan often says that she got from the Dak Shepherd podcast, uh, which people often do with food. And it's don't yuck my yum. Right? Like if I'm enjoying this food, if I'm enjoying whatever it is, and for you to come along and go, oh, I, I hate tomatoes. Well, great. Good for you. <laughs> but I don't. 
you know, and uh, yeah, there, there is this, there is this thing that exists, the one upper mentality and the competitiveness that goes along with fans. But yeah, I like that. You know, what, what, what are the negatives that you're hearing? You mentioned it. I haven't been looking online a ton in the past week, to be honest with you. I've been kind of off and busy at work and just listening and consuming as much fish as I can. What are the negatives that people are saying? Yeah, so I try my best to not get online until I'm caught up because that's how songs and sets get spoiled. And that irritates. Oh, you got spoiled for me with that. Yeah. That irritates the hell out of me, right? So, I mean, listen, there's a couple things because I can see it from both ways. I think I've said this before. So you take a song like David Bowie. Um, you know, the song is supposed to do certain things, right? Like it's, it's, it's meant to be dissonant. And then there's meant to be that change that Trey flubbed the other night. Right. And then the climax is meant to be played really fast and it's meant to fall away and it's meant to come back. And, and that's the, the thing that makes that song incredible and, and great. Right. So to to pretend like it's the same, it's not. Right. But to, to get upset and and and, you know, like you said, yuck, somebody's yum. Like, I don't know, man, I thought like it. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's really irritating because they're not the same. And if it's too much for you to bear, right, that you can't hear. And again, the criticism to come back to what you asked me was the same thing that people are forgetting. Uh, Trace forgetting parts. Like he really flubbed when they played Puncher in the Eye. He like forgot, you know, the majority of, of, of the song at the beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he forgot what key Reba was in and people are just way too hard on this guy, right? Like it's, it's live music and the songs are complicated. So to forget a section, he's always flubbed notes. Like you can go back to the early nineties to hear like sections of the song that weren't played correctly or, or they miss a change. Or, I mean, you just watch bittersweet motel It's shit that they complained about in like the nineties, like when the band was like at its peak and just, and just raging. So to expect different for guys that are like in their early, late fifties, early sixties, it's kind of yeah. ridiculous. Right. But to like, you know, to, to listen to like a blaze on or a simple or, or a Karini and, and to not think that it's awesome. Like I was really, I was really, I was going to comment too. I was really impressed. The mic song that they played the other night was awesome. Mm. And I don't know, in my opinion, it kind of made up for the, the one that lacked just the, you know, the aggression that a mic Mike's jam typically has. It sounded awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any of those that you'd like to, I was actually going to play a little bit of David Bowie from the other night. If you wanted to take a listen, I don't know if we'd get into where he flubs it up, but. Uh, he doesn't, I don't know the exact time, but he flubs it. Uh, he flubs it closer to the climax. The whole band, they miss a change. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, but if, I mean, if you really want to hear him flub, then open up when they play. Um, I don't think we should play when Trey flubs, but if you really want to hear him flub, then listen to uh, Punch You in the Eye from the other night. The opener? Yeah. All right. Nashville, I think it was night one in Nashville. Um, from the third? Yeah, I think so. I think you are right, sir. Bam, here we go. Like, there's just sections of like guitar that are missing. I had to speed up a little bit.
think I think you were just getting up to it. Oh shit, was I? Okay, yeah. Because uh, it's okay. We don't have to go back because his playing was pretty. His playing was great. His playing was great, and it sounds awesome. And the tone sounds awesome, man. So I don't know. Like, again, I hear it both ways, dude. I really do. You, you, you people, people picked on David Bowie on purpose because it's a song that was great for certain reasons. Mm. I don't know, man. I, I get the criticism, but also like. I don't know. The guy's right. The band's a different place. Like, you don't like it, don't listen. How much of it might be the guitar? I don't think much. No. Well, I, I again, brief observation. I know, I don't, I don't want to say squat about the guitar, but not as much as most. So you got your neck, right? I'm finding when he's playing in this range here, when he's playing chords, yeah. In, like if you're if you're kind of going to divide up the neck into say fifths in the second fifth, yeah. That's where it's sounding a little bit muddled to, to me. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, you know who's not sounding muddled? Because I guess it's kind of impossible based on the instrument he plays. Is Paige. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Or has Paige been like on fire this tour? He's been like, I mean, his standing up a lot more. I think you kind of called 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 that out. His smile. Like he's got yeah. a smile that, <laughs> that almost seems fake to me but it's not like when he came out with doing lawn boy the other night and he's walking around he's just so effortless and calm it was almost like he was playing a character instead of being himself and and he passed it off to mike to do the solo and he's just standing off to the side and he's admiring mike play i got a ton of joy out of watching Paige uh that night and just in general when i'm seeing him stand up and looking out in the crowd and he's just got that like smile on his face I don't know, man. I love it. My, my favorite camera view right now is from page side, rage side, from the side of the stage. Yep. They'll go, and based on their depth, you can see all four right from the side. Page closest, and then Trey Fishman back, and then Page, and then sorry, Mike further down. I love, I love that view. Um, yeah, so good. I. It's nice. First of all, I agree with everything that you said. It's nice to see them having so much fun. Mm. Um, but Lomboy, it's on purpose. It's supposed to be like a, he's supposed to be an old crooner, right? Like he's supposed to be like Frank Sinatra, like on purpose. So the fact that like he plays it up even more, yeah. it's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was so, so funny, but he's, he's really layered in a lot of the synths, right? He's gotten like a lot of the jams have, have taken on this very, um, almost like a soul album. Obviously the pace is different, but very, but very spacey ambient synth that, uh, I think has served a lot of the jams really, really well. What made the, that's what made the, actually, I think I'm going to, I think I'm actually going to say that my favorite set, and I can't believe people haven't even been talking about it that much, was the the synth one with bathtub, bathtub synth. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, and then that Down With Disease was amazing. Yeah. Yeah, there's, um, Again, we got to digest it. We got to go back and, and um, take a closer look at some of these. Uh, it's it's Because uh, right now it is very much the big headline highlights that people are talking about. But in time, that that you know stuff is going to come through. Well, it's in, it'll be interesting when like, you know, there's the official, like we, I'm hoping that what happens now when they go on tour, you know how they did like the, the, um, the Baker's Dozen, they had like the official release. Mm-hmm. And pretty much it was just like a greatest song yeah. played over the last. A live beat. It was basically the Baker's Dozen live beat. Exactly. So I hope we have like a live beat. Like it'd be interesting to see what songs they thought were like. Yeah. 
Yeah. One of the things um, you say they, it just got me thinking about the size of the fish operation. Uh, have you, with any of these, I want to call them the dinner in the movies, but any of these videos, have you watched through the credits and gone all the way to the very, very, yeah. very end of the video? Yeah. I think, I think one of these times I'm going to take a show. I'm going to count how many people are on there tour because it lists it credits everybody the lighting team the, yeah. the the drivers all of it and i'm going to crunch some numbers and do some math in the fish operation what and what it would cost for a show and ticket revenue and all that stuff i think we can crunch some numbers uh but one of the things that's really neat at the end of that um the very last thing they end with is it goes into that retro graphic thing where it looks like there's it's black and there's marks all like on the screen and a white neon laser light comes out and draws the fish logo that Trey drew in, in the shape of a fish uh, uh, it's worth it fast forward to the end the next time you watch it's like i don't know it's kind of like uh, when you get to the end of star wars and the thx thing plays again it's like oh okay it's to to totally worth it um but yeah, I'm, I'm always curious about the operation of things. So I'm going to kind of see if I can crunch some numbers. What do you think? Um, what do you think? Are we going to see anything different coming forward? Or are we going to see more of the same? I think I, I, I generally the same. There's going to be a couple of surprises and, and little things here and there, I think. Uh, um, still some things we have yet to see that we haven't seen on a typical tour is... Uh, uh, the vacuum hasn't been brought out yet. Yep. Um, I still can't believe it took that long to play David Bowie, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, we haven't seen, we haven't had an acapella song yet. We're going to get that. I got to believe. Um, I'm curious to see At Atlantic city might be the, the place where we see something different. Right. Although you never know Hershey midweek. These are, these are, these are outdoor stadium shows, right? Uh, uh, these next two, they're, in a football stadium so that might be kind of neat to see but um i don't know we haven't had the new cover that i've asked for um i don't know man i don't think so i'm trying to think I, but different i don't know what different is i'm bad at that like they'll bust out something that i would never expect and that'll be the different so well that's kind of that's why i was really excited um why i think that last night at deer creek was so important because it was against the flow Mm -hmm. of what has been happening so far mm -hmm. right it was almost like they sensed that they were in a pattern you know that the second set was like yes. first that was this way and then second set was this way and it was time to, to change it up yeah yeah you might be right um and that's good right i i you know i i think they're keeping us guessing and they're and they're one of the things i was thinking i forget what song it was but and I know we've said this before, but they just don't take a song off, right? No matter what it is, like you, you, like they, they're in, they're in every song. They just don't phone it in. Um, I'm thinking, like I guess what I would consider to be like a mediocre fish song. It might have been um, twenty years later. I think it was twenty years later. And I was thinking about that, just how solid that song is, but how committed they were to playing it. Yet it's not a big epic jam. It's not a big, it's not an opener. It's not a closer. It's one of those little medium, medium heater songs. Yet it just sounded so good. And they're just so consistent with that type of stuff that those are for me, some of the best surprises. It's just I, that not the in your faces surprise. It's just the expectations are here and they bring it up to here, you know? Um, well, the, the transition into waste was, was amazing by mm -hmm. the way from 20 years later to waste, that, that was really good. 
I yeah. think the reason that they're into it is because, um, again, you know, like they're playing the the set and the composition of the set keeps the listener engaged, but it also keeps them interested as musicians. Mm-hmm. Right? Like if every song was like, we're just going to play whatever we want all the time and we're going to play at this pace, it's just not fun to play. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And I think, I think because Trey is a composer and he brings the compositional element of putting a set together, mm-hmm. you know, he knows what songs to call based on what needs to happen. Yes. Yes, I agree. And um, I, I love seeing that happen in the moment when they're wrapping up and he just turns and says to Fishman what it's going to be. And then they quit and then they just boom, they go well, in. Last night, right? Like I was, I was finishing up the, I was finishing up the encore this morning while I was making breakfast to go to work, you know, and they played contact and then they played slave to the traffic lady. He's like, yeah, we got a bit of a theme. Yeah, that's right. Cars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he did it with so many things. Um, let's quickly touch on our opener game because uh, not, not, neither of us have, have, have won. We'll have to get predictions for tonight before we wrap up. Um, I feel like I'm circling, like I'm getting, I'm getting close. I picked Sigma Oasis for the Saturday night opener and they opened with it Sunday night. I picked everything's right last week. And instead I think it was the second song, song of the night, the first time, you know, that they had played it. Um, there are been so many times where during, during the day, I've got it down to three or four in my head. I send you one and they play one of the ones that I'm thinking of. Like, I feel like I'm really honing in yet. uh, (laughs) I must say I I am impressed with your, uh, with your picking ability. Like even like when you write out the set list, right? The night that you came over, I was like, God damn. They they played 27 out of those 30 songs that I put on that list so far. The only ones that they haven't played are Peaches and Regalia, uh, Son of a Mule. Which, where's Son of a Mule? I need it, man. We haven't had a runaway gym either. Yes, we have. They played gym? Yeah, buddy. They, um, uh, remember the first night they did runaway gym into Weekapod Groove Tees. All right. Yes. Son of a B. Yeah. What about that? Are there any big songs that we haven't heard yet? Yeah. <laughs> that's, 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 that's tougher. That's tougher. What have we haven't heard? Have we heard Golgi Apparatus? Ooh, I don't. I think we have. I think we have. Um, Curtain with was on my list until the other night. Which one? Curtain with. Although there wasn't curtain with, it was the curtain. Curtain. We haven't heard. Uh, we haven't heard the lizards. Right. We haven't heard Julius. We haven't heard Scent of a Mule. Golgi was July thirty first. Okay. Was, we got together. You were inside. Yeah, that's right. They haven't played. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other one. You said what? Julius and what else did you say? Julius, Scent of a Mule. Uh, the horse. They played song in the morning, but not the horse. Yeah, that was actually really nice. That was a nice moment. Mm-hmm. They, uh, Fee, Fee and Esther. They haven't played Esther. Esther. Uh, Fee. Fee they haven't played yet. Uh, There's a ton of the newer stuff too, right? That they haven't played. played. Oh, I, I'm here's here's my prediction for tonight. I'm going out on a limb with this for the, opener? For the opener. Okay. Yep. Cities. Oh. <laughs> um, hold on a second. I'm going to get a little more creative. It's Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is synonymous with chocolate. Is there something to do with chocolate? 
might be a decent opener. Hmm. I don't think so. I'm going to go with, I'm just going to put it out there. I am going to pick. Oh man, I'm at, I'm tongue tied right now. Um, mm. What are we up to right now, by the way? Nine, 10 bucks? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Okay. I'm just going to call it Rift. Okay. That yeah. would be third time for Rift, right? They yeah. It? Yeah, I kind of want to take it back, but whatever. <laughs> just add it to the pot. <laughs> Tomorrow's another day. I'll love to see you another day. Hey, man. All right, brother. Um, yeah, I think that's everything that I have. Uh, I'm sure there's a couple things we haven't talked about, but that's how that's how layered the fish the fish music is. Right? Are there's you always- uh, are you watching live tonight? uh yeah well not like live live probably behind by half an hour to an hour i'm not even sure what time it starts but uh i've been enjoying that just watching at my own pace i i i typically commit to getting a full set done like sunday night i had to watch between sunday night was set one and then last night was set two um but yeah i should be able to watch the whole thing tonight because i don't want to get too far behind i think uh i think a set is realistic and then it's, and then it's dude, it's it's hour and twenty minutes, hour and a half ish, you know. And it's um, all depends on the day, man. Sometimes it's a lot of energy to conjure up, you know. After, yeah, yes, sir, I agree. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm second guessing my opener. Sorry, <laughs> my mind's going elsewhere. I'm just... I, don't, I don't, I don't blame you. That was that was kind of a shitty call, but it's yeah, a good... shitty call. Okay, <laughs> then I'm gonna say. Let me let me change it up to what's going through my head. Um, they've already opened with Moment Dance, right? Yeah. Okay, then I can't pick that. Gaiuti. That would that would have to be the first time that song's ever been played as an opener. It's never been played as an opener, right? I don't think they ever opened a show with Gaiuti. Not to say it's not going to happen. But we haven't heard Gaiuti. We haven't heard Birds of a Feather. Oh, yeah, we have. Yeah, we did hear Birds, yeah. On that awesome, that one crazy set. That was my favorite set. That had to be my favorite set. Mr. Completely. Um, yeah, Gaiuti last time was played with Beacon Jams. Oh, boy. All right, man. Okay, <laughs> let's wrap her up. Uh, episode number 50. Way to go. Half a century. And uh, I think we have, like, 50, 50 downloads now. That's pretty good. I'm just kidding. We got a lot more. <laughs> we think okay, have a great week, everyone. Take care now. Bye-bye then. You've been listening to Ticket to Gamehenge. In addition to wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TicketToGameHenge.com, where you can grab a free chapter of the book, How to Get Your Friends Into Fish. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, keep sharing in the groove.